Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Luke and Pete Show, you are very welcome. I am the Luke, and that man over there is the podcast game Mick Hucknall, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Episode 97, and have you decided to get involved in the introduction game? I have. I thought Outrageous. I've seen it done 96 times. <laughs> Now's my moment. Wow. As Martin McCutcheon would say, This is my moment. This is my moment. This is my perfect moment. Yeah, has it thrown you out of sync, out of kilter? A little bit, yeah. Okay. What happened to Martin McCutcheon? Was she in? Not sure, actually. Love Actually? Do you know what? She was doing those yogurt adverts for a while. Oh, she was loving the probiotics. That's she right. She was absolutely loving them. Sorry, Martin. What do you do these days? Yogurts mainly. Yogurts. In the probiotic sphere. I was watching a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I have a little routine. I go to bed, midnight, watch two Brooklyn Nine-Nines, and then I go to sleep. Was um, it good? Yeah. Uh, the, um, who's the big guy? God, why have I forgotten his bloody name? I love that guy. I've never seen it. Oh, I can't, I can't help nuts. it. It's the guy. It's the guy who does the. Uh, I'm on the boat. I'm on the fucking boat. That guy, isn't it? No, you're thinking of. Um, he was the old spice. He was the old spice guy for the Tim and Eric version. Terry Crews. No, there's a guy. Mm. No, this guy I'm talking about is a white guy. The main guy in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, sorry, the yeah. Lonely Island. Sorry. Yes, yeah, yeah, Lonely yeah, Island. Yeah, That's Lonely it. Island yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to have a show on a an online TV channel called Channel One Hundred One, and they were called. Uh, they did the Boo, which was uh, about Malibu. And it was basically okay. a takeoff of the uh, the OC, I think. Yeah, and it was okay. very good back in the day. That's what propelled them to SNL's attention. What was your original point going to be about going to bed and watching two episodes of Brooklyn? Terry Crews eats a yogurt with oh, uh, okay. eats three different yogurts with um, tracking devices in them. He really likes yogurts. So one and a half minutes in, we've had tracking devices, yogurts, Martin McCutcheon, Brooklyn Nine Nine, the mm. OC. That's what this show's all That's about. What it's all about, isn't it, mate? If you're new to this show. You are a strange person by ch- jumping in at episode 97, but you're very welcome. We would recommend you go back to the start. Um, I, don't, I don't think they need to do that. They don't need to, Pete. No. But we want the sweet, sweet downloads, don't we? A lot we? of so, the reference. A lot of the reference. Well, we'll start here and then work backwards. You've always got something to listen to, haven't you? True, yeah. I could do it that way. Might, might be a bit odd. Mm. Um, it's the sort of Luke and Pete show, half hour, sort of, I guess it's like a half hour bit where we talk about whatever we want and then do some emails from people who've listened in and, and mm. as part of the Luke and Pete show community. Um, so, you know, make yourself at home. Mm. Put your trotters up, as Danny Dyer would say. Yep. Make yourself a hot drink. What would your hot drink of choice be right now, Pete Donson? Bovril. Pete would have a Bovril. I fancy something a bit... Um, I mean, it's basically a little bit like... Uh, what's the Japanese one? Miso. It's like it's like a British miso, isn't it? Bovril, Bovril. yeah. <laughs> yeah. In many ways. Um, 
Bovril is a very hard drink, as I found, because I tried to do this, a very hard drink to explain to an American. Mm. It's a meat uh, broth. Yeah, because when I took Mimi to Fratton Park for the first time mm. to watch a Pompey game, they had Bovril on sale. She's like, what's that? And I was like, well, it's almost like drinking gravy out of a cup, but not quite. And I thought... You're very British doing it. The only way we're going to get to the bottom of this is if I buy one, yeah. and I'm not prepared to do that. Really? So, what, I, so I you can waste good, bro- good Bovril? I didn't, I didn't. I would never buy a bother anyway. I'm more of a tea man. So, uh, yeah, I like a bother. Um, anyway, so yeah. So recently on the Luke and Pete show, just to give you guys a little pricey, a little update, we've had Jim Davidson. Um, possibly more on him later. Mm. The um, the well, it's only a short email. We can jump in. To be honest, let's, let's, do, do you want to do it? Yeah, let's let's, let's so, so, break so, the convention. Shall I set it up and you can deliver the email? So the yeah, right. we set it up by saying that a friend of ours got home from the pub one night in around the late nineties. Flicked on cable and wireless onto Television X or the Fancy Channel, whatever it was, to get his 15 minutes free at midnight of softcore pornography. He was a teenager uh, at the time. And he was presented with um, Jim Davidson. Hi, I'm Jim Davidson and welcome to Gay Night and loads of buff, topless men around him. Mm. Now, no one's ever been able to substantiate that, but he insists that it happened. And I will now hand you over to my esteemed colleague, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Well, I was so enraptured by this whole story. I find it fascinating. I wonder what the conversation went like at his agency because he's not known uh, as being a man with much temperance. I don't, he's, not, he's, not, he's not an accepting <laughs> man, is didn't, he? Didn't we settle on the idea that he might have offended uh, the gay community yes. and been told to do this as part of his penance? Exactly. That's the only way I can think of it, it even being possible. <laughs> so Paul Hazel um, says, the specifics of gay night are a bit beyond me, but I completely remember chewing in late night and getting exactly the opposite of what I wanted. Jim Davidson and hench oiled up geezers. Oh, he's so hetero, Paul Hazel, isn't he? Yeah. So oh, hetero. Don't worry, Paul, we're not so in any he- doubt now. <laughs> <laughs> I would never recall this had you not mentioned it. Is Paul Hazel an anagram of our friend's name? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Oh, well, wonderful. listen, at least two people have seen it I'm now. so glad it happened, though. I mean, two yeah. is a corroboration for me. Yeah, fine. fine. Well, we'd like to the, get more information. The, the BBC work on two um, witnesses, and then they, they they run with it, don't two they? Two sources, yeah. Yeah, two sources. To. That's why you rarely see the BBC breaking news these days. They're, they are. Yeah, but also they're very slow on just goal updates. Like, yeah. I mean, just do them. Yeah, the, the, they're the, slower than Sky Sports, and I don't understand why. The conceived wisdom goes that Back in the day, in the in 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 the golden days of of media and and reporting, if that ever existed, I don't mm. know. Um, everyone would rely on two sources. You get one source in for a bit of information. Yeah, you get another source to substantiate it and stand it up, and then you'd go with it. Now, apparently, a lot of um, media companies have, have lost their scruples somewhat mm. and gone to a one source system, Pete. Yeah. But BBC apparently doggedly possibly because it's under the terms of the BBC Charter, stick to two sources. And that's why you won't see people breaking news unless it's David Ornstein about Arsenal famously. <laughs> uh, so that's how it goes. I don't know if that's true. But anyway, so Jim Davison was on the show. Uh, not physically. That wouldn't no. work. Um, Pete wouldn't be in a room with him. Um, mm. Because you, it would be very, you'd be very similar. The, the, yeah. the material would be, would be, yeah. be cannibalised, wouldn't much it? the same, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we've had a bit of Oliver Reed, didn't we? Last... Um, Oh yes. last week, yeah, yeah, him, him and Keith Moon. I think bit of that, bit of that chat. I walked past um, the uh, the house in which Keith Moon died. I think recently. you might have mentioned that. Oh, yeah. Did I? Sorry, was it, in, it was in. I thought because I thought he died in LA, but you oh, told yeah. me he died in the, in, the, in mm. London. It's just near Park Lane. Mm. But I think I looked at it on Google Maps, and I think um, this week I've actually walked past it. So I've um, driven past it. Isn't it funny how um, back in those days, like the sixties and seventies, particularly mm. um, artists who 
uh, w- w- one could earn money, mm. but two could also live in parts of London, which would be unthinkable now. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimi Hendrix's old house is off of Oxford Street. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and and also, I, but I guess the rents were a little bit. I actually a little bit cheaper. I actually uh, know a person who used to live just off Oxford Street, just uh, off Regent Street, in fact, um, and she was. Uh, so basically, my friend. Uh, used to live in a house owned by an old um, madam whose uh, client base uh, used to, on occasion, service the late, great uh, Jimi Hendrix. Right. Uh, But these stories are being lost, like, because these people are just getting older and older. Um, And this fascinating old lady, um, she ran, uh, she obviously ran a a place in in the 70s, and um, she was robbed uh, in the last 10 years, and she managed to, with a broken ankle, um, like basically trick the burglars into getting on the roof and then she just locked the door and they just had huh. two burglars on the roof. What year was this? Uh, probably about 10 years ago now. Amazing. This woman, uh, with a bro- uh, they'd attacked her, she'd fallen down some stairs and, and, and she'd still managed to mug them off because she's a right hard, wow. hard case. That's excellent. Good, good for her. Um, we talked about Mick Jagger having a son, I think, younger than his great-granddaughter. Mm, we talked nice. about more stuff about dads borrowing shit from work and by borrowing we do mean stealing. Uh, that's been a rich theme, hasn't it, Pete? Mm, definitely. Bit of MasterChef, bit of white chocolate, and a bit of chicken shops. Nice. That's what I took out of the last couple of shows. Mm. Um, so I thought that, 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 that consider yourselves now brought up to speed. What have you been uh, reading about this week? I read about a guy who uh, decided that um, Londoners don't smile enough on the tube. Oh, those, so those I'm, types of idiots. So I'm going to start on the September the 26th, uh, uh, a big campaign to help Londoners smile on the tube. He's, he's presumably been killed. Well, he? I presume 20, in 27 he'll start a please don't punch me in the face campaign. <laughs> yeah. Please don't kick me on the tracks campaign. Yeah. Yeah. No one needs that. <laughs> we, we, we have, look, I am a Londoner, so are you, Pete. Um, if, we had, if, we had, if, if London was a, a, a nation, we mm. would have been able to take citizenship by now because we've lived there for long enough yep. and all that kind of stuff. So we are really naturalised Londoners. It, I don't think it is that Londoners are rude. I just think they've just got stuff to do. Yes. And they want to get there. Yeah. And... Pricks be pricks. Yeah. I don't have time for the Tottenham Court Road fucking funny little... The, the TCR guys who do the chippy little fucking whiteboard drawings and oh, yeah. writings. They ain't by my is, is it too? Is it too much in wackiness territory? Too, whim, too whimsical. Yeah. Too middle class. Too bake off. Too safe. Too white. Too bullshit. They also do it outside the O2 and they do little sort of po- like shit poems where it's not even poems. It's not even wordplay. They just literally write sentences... Uh, including the um, artist who was playing at the O2's song titles. And quite, it's that's just... That's a nice touch, though, isn't it? It's shite, Lou. It's a nice, it's a nice it's touch. It's shite. If I had my way, this offers would be full of motivational quotes. <laughs> it would, but you wouldn't let me. The reason I won't do them is because you'll pull them down. I'll pull them down, yeah. I know, and so that I know cat that. cat hanging in there on the old, uh, on the old uh, yeah. light washing line. Yeah. Hang in there. Yeah. I'll pull it down. That was going to be my first choice. <laughs> that's the thing, see. I, I know you so well, and it's depressing... I know you so well that I won't even think about doing that because I know that you'll just take get rid of them and it'll be a waste of money and time. I, I spent £75 putting your face on cushions around this office. Um, I mean, that's not motivational. It's just weird. No, but you let it happen. I let it happen. So that, no, you've not got rid of them. That, that says well, a lot about you. Because you waste a lot of money. That's why you're the podcast game Henry Winkler slash the podcast game Mick Hucknall because you love looking at pictures of yourself. You literally put a lot of pictures of me. Like weird I'm sat on one now, my... look. There's one you with an elephant. I'm sat on that on the cushion. Oh, wasn't, wasn't handsome at you were, 22, 21. You were all right, actually. Yeah, yeah cheers, you weren't mate. too bad. Quite chiselled. Um, what have I been reading about? Oh, no, just on, on the London Tube thing, just very, very quickly. Um, it takes 45 minutes to get anywhere. For those of you listening who aren't in London or don't frequent London, mm. um, it takes 45 minutes to get anywhere. Mm. And we've got to do it 
each way every day. For me, it takes me an hour to get from my house to this studio. Always bang. Oh, where, whether it's a 20 minute journey, yeah. always give yourself an hour. I, I, <laughs> it, yeah, it, to, yeah. to get anywhere, yeah. whether, it's a t- whether it's a taxi, in heavy traffic, everything takes around about an hour. Yeah. So I'm head down. I've mm. probably got headphones in. I'm mm. either reading the book or I'm listening to something. I don't want to make niceties with anyone unless possible exception the fact they've dog. got a dog yeah, yeah I'm happy dog, to talk yeah. to someone if I've got a dog um, and, and that is just that but um, to, oh, I, like, I, I, like I help if someone looks a bit lost I'll always sort of say you're right I helped a I think Chinese man out uh, last week when I came back from doing the ramble yeah what, was, what was, was the situation conf- he was confused about how to get to the southbound uh, Victoria line in Euston Euston's a shit show on the, on the tube like the, the, the north bank branch next to the um, northbound Victoria line. It doesn't make any sense to do, to, to people coming into the country. It just doesn't make any sense at all. It's much more coherent than the New York subway. Uh, is it? My God, you look at the map on the New York subway and it will say you get that train. And then the tiniest print, it will say, but not Thursdays after two. <laughs> and, you look at, and you look at the clock and it's Thursday, it's 4pm. Like, oh, yeah, but I, fi- I find the New York subway a little bit more reliable in that they um, they work on the tracks while trains are just yeah. wanging back. Because I think wait, it's 24 wait. hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, well, it's not 24 hours, but it's but it's. No, better. I think it is. I is think it? it's certain tra- certain lines are, I think. Yeah. What? Yeah, I know. Um, the other mistake not to make on, <laughs> on the tube train on the subway in New York City is not when the train's pulling in, go, oh, that one's empty. I'm going to get on that. The reason that one's empty Literally empty is one because either the air condition is broken mm. or there's some sort of mad mad person, person there, on it yeah. and people want to avoid it. Uh, <laughs> tourist me just gets on there. Oh, it's bloody hot in there, and it on oh, there's a mad person there. Great. Uh, anyway, to answer your question, I have I told you that I'm having my garden landscaped. Yes, you have. I've already you talked it. about the tree and the the Wichita lineman, the loneliness of the of the of well. The that was the cutter. tree surgeon working on the tree, not Bring the garden. On the cutter. Spare us the cutter. Spare us the cutter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Echo and the Bunnyman. Mm. Yeah, I actually saw Echo and the Bunnyman. I saw Echo and the Bunnyman once. And um, what's the name of the lead singer? Ian McCullough. Ian McCulloch. He was pissed. Yeah. Mortally pissed. Yeah. And bearing in mind that Echo and the Bunnyman are quite a sort of atmospheric band that inspire <laughs> a lot of passion in people. Yeah. And if you, they're one of those bands, if you like them, you love them, right? Mm. And he, they played at a festival, and it was, I think it was getting on for sort of dusk, so it's quite a nice environment. Mm. And Ian McCulloch, pissed, um, changed the words to pretty much every song to You'll Never Walk Alone and <laughs> talked about how much he loved Liverpool the whole time. So that ruined it for pretty much everyone. I, mean, I, don't, I don't even like him that much, but for, for me it was quite annoying. Yeah. So there we go. It's quite indulgent, isn't it? I like that a lot. Have I told you the story about um, about Neil Young doing something similar? What, are you pissed? No, Neil Young, as at his worst, is known as being very cantankerous, right? Yeah. And um, I, I might have told you this, but anyway, just indulge me very quickly. And he came on and played a big show, and but he insisted that he wasn't going to play any of the songs that people knew. Yeah, he just wanted to play songs on an album that hadn't yet come out. Right. So anyway, he goes on and plays. They play like three or four songs. No one knows any of them. I mean, it probably turned out to be a classic album after the Gold Rush or something. Mm. But at the point, no one knew mm. the songs. So he plays, plays, plays. Everyone's getting you know, fine. This is all right. It's Neil Young, but you know, don't really know any of the songs. <laughs> um, can you play Cinnamon Girl? No. All right, fine. <laughs> anyway, the very last song, he says, "Right, here's one you might have heard before." And everyone's like, Ray! and he just plays the song, song he played first again. Oh, no. <laughs> and just walks off. <laughs> I mean, that is cantankerous. It's brilliant because people have paid. Yeah. They've I, actually paid for it. What I like about it is that his MP3 player went to dust. His, his HD MP3 player. Pete, I think we might have even talked about I it I will not before. have you disrespecting Pono on this show. Oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely dreadful. I think it's it's the, almost as if his judgment just isn't there. It's, yeah, it's almost like Pono. he hasn't... 
He hasn't lived in the real world for about 40 years. And he comes but up with this piece of shit. He's Neil Young. Banana-looking nonsense. But the sound quality is very good. His sound quality is very good. Exactly. So that's not... I, let's I, not I'd that. sort of go... Uh, I'd like to sort of interview him and go, Neil, um, I've got myself a Pono. I'm really pleasing, but I just have one of those really cheap Apple iPod earbuds. Yeah. So yeah, I really, really hear the really quality. Hear the quality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and play it really loud so it's all bleeding out. <laughs> um, and just very quickly on the garden landscape thing, I've got there's these three Polish guys. Actually, no, four Polish guys now doing the garden. Uh, lovely, lo- lo- that's lo- a lot of people. Lovely chaps. Yeah, they're trying to that's get it. That's a lot of tea you got to make. Well, this is exactly my point. So I made coffees and teas uh, the other morning mm. and uh, I put a packet of hobnobs, chopped mm. chip hobnobs, the best ones, what? out there with them. I'll get this out of the way. And so they we, just, just threw it against the wall. So we can go for a break. Like spit no, on your hobnobs. It's, it's a mystery, right? I, I put the packet of hobnobs out there. Right. They buried it. I took them out and uh, had a hobnob tree in my garden. No, <laughs> and, and, and a hobnob tree grew all in my garden. No, and uh, anyway, so they drank the coffee and the tea. Yeah. Uh, I got home from work. Right. And they drank the coffee and the tea and um, the biscuits had all gone. Mm. And uh, so, okay, fine. Uh, next day, I made tea and coffee, another load of biscuits. And as I took them down, the main gardener who speaks the best English said, oh, no, it's okay. We don't need the biscuits. Uh, none of us really like sweet things. Oh. And I was like, well, hang on a minute. You ate all the biscuits yesterday. But I didn't say that because I was British and awkward. Mm. And, and since then, they've insisted on not eating any biscuits. Yeah, but they, I mean, they presumably, presumably ate all the biscuits and then went, oh, we ate too many biscuits. British biscuits are rubbish. Biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> biscuits. I'm going to Google Polish biscuits. I also, Polish gave biscuit him, I also gave them a beer at the end of the day and uh, they were very happy about that. Um, anyway, that's oh, enough of that. Yeah, Polish biscuit brands. Um, Jizuki, uh, Takotsky, Delicie. That's how you're pronouncing Jammy Dodgers. Your, <laughs> your pronunciation is excellent. It's good, isn't it? Tako- yeah, very good. Um, should we go for an ad break and come back? And when we come back, we'll talk about people's emails. Prince Polo. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, then. The problem appears to be that we haven't got our photo ID to try and travel to Scotland, which, as far as I can remember, was in the British Isles. Uh, What can we do? We're utterly hamstrung by these thick-headed people wearing orange suits. Dr Gerard. Favourite guy ever, that guy. (laughs) Amazing guy. Speaking about um, making a tree that um, only has hobnobs on it, do you remember Green Claws? Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, wasn't very good, was it? No, I quite, I, I quite liked it. He would get like weird shaped seeds, right? Yeah, and, plant and them. you'd plant them, and he and he and he was helped, uh, possibly helped, possibly hindered by a, a mechanical owl. Yes, and a girl who's got, who lived in the twit, twit, twit. Did Green Claws live in the greenhouse, and the woman lived in the house? And she'd yes. go and visit him. I, I, was I, he like a caterpillar or something? He was this horrible kind of like big caterpillar. Look he looked like. like yeah. The sort of person you see on the sofa doing the horoscopes in the mid-90s on TVM. I would, yes. I, I, you mean he, there's, there's a certain Biggins, Biggins-esque kind of look to him. Green you're, claws. You're, you're specifically re- referencing Russell Grant there. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I would feel, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I would, as an adult, but I would probably be tempted to file green claws among charming TV shows I watched as a child. 
that are now terrifying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Another one of those, Dizzy Heights Hotel. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember the Where it's these two like, two like Mr. Tumble type characters right. who ran a hotel, two guys, and but there were permanent residents in the hotel that were puppets. Awful, oh, yes. terrifying right, puppets. Yeah. It was, oh, it's horrendous. I'll re for some reason, I just got the theme tune in my head about a week ago. And I YouTubed it and I couldn't get through five minutes of it. It was, it was creepy. <laughs> so creepy. But as a kid, I all loved it. Alfonso Bonzo, all that weird shit mm. that was like the late 80s, early 90s. Very, very strange. Speaking of weird shit, should we do emails? All right, then. Do you want to do one first? Let's reminisce about Puddle Lane for a bit. Okay, let's get oh, away. Puddle Lane, I remember that, yeah. Um, <clears throat> we got an email from Jack talking about, um, well, tech decks and thievery. Um, long time listener, first time writing in. Thank you, Jack, for that. Uh, following our discussion on tech decks, the tiny finger skateboards that dug up a memory that has been long suppressed. It was my first time going out with some friends from comprehensive school, so early uh, year seven, around 11, 12 years old, thinking these guys were a lovely bunch of lads and decided to uh, tag along uh, on their jaunt to the Metro Centre. Uh, cut, uh, which is a shopping centre in the northeast near me. Uh, cut to 30, uh, 30 minutes at the visit. They got into Woolworths and proceeded to steal tech decks from their packaging. Whoa! Whoa! Me being an innocent child. Did they steal the um, little screwdriver and the um, spare wheels? I said, like, I want to know. They were after it, mm. wouldn't they? Me being an innocent child, I pretended to get a phone call uh, and left the store to hide from the inevitable criminal charges. Five minutes later, they walk out as if nothing happened. Their next stop was Toys R Us. Their reign of terror continued. Due to the stress this was causing my young mind, I decided that these friends weren't for me and made a hasty getaway. Perhaps this level of petty theft from preteens is the reason these chains went out of business. Possibly, Jack, possibly. Hello at Luke and Pete show. Tell us the biggest thing you've stolen. <laughs> well, we don't endorse that, but yeah, fuck it. <laughs> we don't endorse it. We just want to talk no. about it. I I my I did all my thievery in primary school. I think I've spoken about it before. I stole a lot of books um, from the the lady who came around and sold her books. I mean, it's a weird little racket, but they they had basically you could buy like Roald Dahl books from a woman who came around. Um, they have that in the reception here, don't they? Yeah, occasionally. Yeah. yeah, in the in the school, this woman would just come around with a selection of books, and you'd buy them with cash. What and you used to steal them? I used to I used to, I found out where they were kept, and I just stole a load. Um, on that note, um, I don't know how I got caught. Actually, you know, um, one of our a show from our stable, Berkhamstead Revisited. Mm. One of the Laura's on there is presented by two girls called Laura. One of them said that at her first festival she went to, mm. she stole a fur coat from a charity store. <laughs> That's not it? great, That's is it? bad, yeah. But I, I think teenage girls in particular, there's less of a right to pa- passage for uh, teenage boys, I think, to steal stuff. But teenage girls, lipstick in the pocket, bit of, uh, bit of eyeliner, lovely old job. Yeah. Yeah. I think she. I think she did used to steal makeup as well. Yeah, exactly. I think makeup, she was makeup, like a proper makeup. klepto back in the day. <laughs> a few of my mates got busted stealing uh, blank tapes from Woolworths right. when we were kids. That's joyless, isn't it? Yeah. What's the point? <laughs> and that's the point where you think it's just to show off, isn't it? There's no yeah. other real. You don't get any benefit out of that. No, exactly. You're not, you're not, feed, you're not stealing food to feed your children, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking of actually, no, not speaking of this at all. Pete, do you remember um, long term? Well, slightly longer term listeners will remember that you had some confusion around how Jesus Christ, who I think you, you, you're familiar with now, yeah. actually passed away. It's a, it's a, it was a brief blip, and it yeah. shouldn't really have happened in Catholic school, but we were more, as I said at the time, we were more dedicated to the stories of Caesarea Philippi and the transubstantiation and stuff. So. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I, I mean, but John... The transfiguration. John, not John the Baptist, I don't right. think, has been kind enough to email in... Thanks, John. ...with a bit more information, a bit more okay. meat on the bones, okay, if that's not right. too, too gross. Mm. He says, Hi guys, I'm a listener from the very start and religiously listened since. See what he's hey. done there. Um, for first time emailer. Uh, on episode 94, the last episode, 
um, at time of, of email. And Luke mentioned that Peter had gone on record to state he wasn't sure how Jesus died. Anyhow, fascinating fact that I learned not too long ago is that the actual cause of death from crucifixion is a little different than you may first think when mm. you are crucified. Um, not that you, you would be hopefully crucified yeah. these days. It's not through blood loss from being nailed to the cross. Nor yeah, is it... I, reckon it would, I reckon it would kind of, um, it would start clotting quite quickly yeah. around the nails. Apparently, nor is it by dehydration or starvation, although I'm sure all these things are a contributory factor. Right. But the actual cause of death is asphyxiation. Or to be more precise, positional asphyxiation. Ah. This happens due to the position the person is placed in. As the arms are outstretched, this makes all of the pectoral muscle tight, allowing for little room for the chest to rise and fall, also putting strain on the intercostal muscles between your ribs. As the body slumps forward further, the diaphragm struggles to draw in the required oxygen, and ah. eventually you die. Although a morbid topic, I've listened to a lot of fascinating facts over the episodes and thought this might just sneak into that category. So that's how you die. Um, if you are crucified now to a cross. So at what point did medicine and um, crucifixion uh, find that out? Because obviously crucifixion doesn't really go on anymore. Um, and where did medical science come into that? When was the last crucifixion? Mm. When was the last crucifixion, guys? There, there was also, aren't there a group of um, fairly, I mean, I might not be, hopefully it's not too unfair to call them fanatical people who every year, I think it might be in the Philippines, you know, right. they do literally crucify themselves for like an hour right. to get close, in quotes, close to Christ and they eventually get pulled down again. So that actually, I think that still goes on because weirdly enough, Pete, and I think you might be aware of this, didn't Dominic Diamond of all people do a documentary about it? Oh, I don't know. What I think he might have done. Oh, really? About people who still, religious people who still crucify themselves to get close to Christ only for a time and actually kill themselves. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, you're right. I mean, my pectoral muscles are non-existent so I die in record time, I think. Um, I think I'd be dead after a couple of minutes. Up it, there. it won't surprise you to learn that um, crucifixion is um, still legal in the UAE. <laughs> okay, right. And uh, in March 2013, a robber was set to ex be executed by uh, crucifixion for three days in, in Saudi Arabia. In March what? March 2013. So not that long ago, uh, is it? <laughs> no, no, not really. Not really. I mean, that's five years I mean, ago. It's, it's, a yeah. bit, it's a bit closer comfort in it, Luke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> oh dear. And, and, and by the way, John finishes the email by, I mean, that's a disgrace, by the way. John finishes the email by saying, keep up the I good work. You make, you make my 46 mile round commute a little faster every oh. Tuesday. Thursday. I wonder what of our, who of our listeners has got the longest commute. Mm. I'd love to know that. Get in touch. Hello at lukeandpeacher.com. A friend of mine, I was reminded of this last weekend, a very good friend of mine. You, <laughs> he, he used to live where I'm from mm. in place called Fareham is next to Gosport where I'm from mm. and he used to commute to Hampton Court Palace right which is about a two and a half hour drive I think with, right. a, fair, with a fair wind because he was uh, part of a real life Tudor um, reenactment job at Hampton Court Palace so he had to, he had to commute there yeah. dress as a Tudor <laughs> and be one of those real life guides and speak like in hello serving wench please yeah, pass yeah. me my Mead. I mean, that's vocational, isn't it? Yeah, he'd last, I think, two weeks. <laughs> it's just, it was just awful. Well, also, I mean, you don't want to dress at home and then drive your car in because no. if someone spots you... Dressed as a bard. Dressed as a bard. <laughs> dressed as a minstrel. Um, I know someone who uh, commutes in from Bournemouth uh, what, to, to London? London. I mean, that's a schlep, isn't it? That's, a, that's an un, un, un sure, not, schlep. Not, not, are we talking office hours here? Yeah, we're talking office hours, yeah. What time's he set off? It's, it's, it's terrible, isn't it? There, apparently, there are some people who leave from the Isle of Wight to go to London. I mean, that's stupid. You'd have to have your own... You may as well just get your own speedboat and just go around to South End. 
Southend's still like an drive, hour and a half from just London. Just drive right? it. No, no, but like, well, all right, we'll drive up the Thames. More up at the Thames barrier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're laughing. <laughs> Bobbing around. Yeah. I wonder if anybody commutes by boat into London well, whenever, like, with when, their own boat. Whenever you go to the Isle of Wight <laughs> for the festival, in yeah. my mind, it seems to take you like all day. Yeah, it's a bit, it is it, more than anything else, the hotel and also the Isle of Wight festival is at the completely the wrong side of the actual island. Oh, it's okay, not really right. a ride at all, okay, which is right. silly, really. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so the longest commute, hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. <laughs> Um, and God, God bless you God, God bless, bless you because I couldn't do it God bless you um, we got an email from do, 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 Damien to the Luke to the Luke and to the Pete uh, the magical 100th episode is on the horizon paint us a picture about what you guys have planned for it anything spectacular Pete to get a commemorative tattoo for the occasion maybe as a listener since episode 1 I can't believe I've been on this journey with you guys for so long that uh, speaks volumes about my life but I feel I'm far <laughs> more wise and educated about the world in doing so I mean you're wow, almost certainly that not is a, yeah. that is a low bar isn't it how much Pete would, what situation hey Luke when was the last execution uh, 2013 March Saudi Arabia crucifixion nice, nice. that's what, what wasn't the last execution sorry uh, execution learnt, by crucifixion if you've learned whoever that email is if you've learned nothing more than it's the fact that Pete can't even get the questions right Bitty. let alone me answer them Pete what would it, what situation would need to arise for you to get a Luke and Pete show tattoo to commemorate the 100th episode I mean it's not even one of our more successful podcasts <laughs> <laughs> but it wouldn't be your worst tattoo no it wouldn't be my worst tattoo what is your was, worst tattoo um I've got uh, Manny Calavera from the video game um, um, Grim Fandango. Let's have a look. Leg. It's pretty. I got it done in a restaurant in Berlin. Oh, that one there. Yeah. Oh, I never knew who that was. It was a cafe. It was. It's. He's kind of like. Um, he's like a Day of the Dead kind of character, kind of detective like in a video game. It's. It's a good game. It's a Tim Schafer um, sort of Lucasfilm um, game from the late nineties, early noughties. And uh, what platform? Yeah, we mainly talk on PC. It was re-released uh, a few months ago for uh, all the majors, but uh, mainly yeah, PC. Did you, did you four eight six baby? Did you go back down and get involved, or did you go back <laughs> into the trenches and have a look at the reissue? Or I did, yeah. I didn't like the um, tank controls because uh, I, I preferred like a, a more holistic approach to uh, Manny Calavera's movement. And uh, yeah. and, and it turns out a lot of games from the nineties are a bit shit. <laughs> you had a, you had a lot of strong opinions about the remake and re-release of Shenmue, didn't you? I did, yeah. It was uh, it it um. In the same month that Shenmue, uh, Shenmue One and Two got re-released for uh, PS4, um, they also re-released um, Yakuza Two, Yakuza uh, Kiwami Two, and uh, that was the high bar for re-releases and reduxing. Mm. Um, but very much Shenmue was not. <laughs> Thirty-second drinking animation. Who needs that in their life? No one. Japanese art role-playing games, they're long enough. You don't need to wait yeah. 30 seconds while you watch fucking Ryo Suzuki drink a fucking can of coke. I wonder if... Um, or to open a capsule toy, a gachapon. Today's instant society, today's low attention spans mean that <laughs> those type of games are now obsolete. Oh, I can't, I, I can't do a Japanese role-playing game, even the new ones. I just I, Stop talking! I can't do Football Everyone Manager stop for talking. that reason. Yeah. No, Football Manager's quite good. If you play like... Talk play, to me about Football Manager Touch. I'm happy the, with that. Play the, yeah, play the Touch version. That's... Oh, or the um, the cut down version for the PC that's quite fun because just all of that nuts and balls all the real sort of neck beardy stuff I, I, don't, with. I don't want to my g- gaming experience should not involve like a 45 minute heated meeting with Dedrick Boyata <laughs> about his about his training regime, about his training yeah, regime. I, don't, I don't care and then and then all the players piling and they're upset about how you've treated Boyata yeah, so yeah. shut up I remember, I remember once playing the football manager the full version <laughs> A couple of years ago, and I thought, you know what? I'm giving myself the Barcelona job, right? <laughs> and it was like 2014 or something. Mm. Gave myself the Barcelona job, um, went through the um, all the stuff you have to go through. Mm. First preseason friendly, uh, picked the team, played mm. the format, the traditional Barcelona formation as best mm. as I could sort of articulate it to the game. Um, 
went on the pitch, right? I'm, I'm swear I'm not making this up. They were three and up at half time. So right. you know you have to do the old half time team talk. Yeah. So I get the half time team talk and I press a button that says, All right, lads, great first half, but don't get complacent. Yeah. Right? Press that. Everyone piled in. Everyone went down, 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 down. Oh, okay. Angry, 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 angry. I was I was fired before the first game of the season <laughs> because they they got so upset about it. That they, seems a little strange. Did you win the match in the end? Uh, I think so. Yeah, the yeah. preseason friendly did. But then after that, I couldn't get any of the players to play for me. That's the problem, though. Barcelona, it, it, it's a big it's a big job. Newcastle United, less so. Well, I, United, I, I, less so. I think the mistake I made though, Peter, is I think when you set yourself up as a manager, you can put your own reputation in, can't you? So if you oh, put right, yourself yeah. in as like international football player, yeah. then you will you get a lot more latitude, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You can't put yourself in as just no one and manage Barcelona. You don't get. You don't even get to the first game of the season. Anyway, let's get out of here. Um, I really wanted to ask you about Stewie Donaldson, but I'll do that on Thursday. All right, then. Let's get out of here. Um, we'll see you later in the week. Thanks for getting in, uh, getting in touch. If you did indeed get in touch, and if you'd like to do so, it's hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. Uh, we're all off to listen to the best of Simply Red. If you didn't get in touch, why didn't you? Why are you so shy? What have you got to hide, prick? Wanna fall from the stars Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.